Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a MacBook, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also offer 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Branger. Say hello to everyone, Gabe. Hello. Hello, everyone. That's nope, what you did last time. Oh. Okay, not today? All right. <laughs> not today. I thought he had a thing, uh, but he doesn't. It's yeah, that, not was his, a, that was a one-time thing. It's, it's yep. not his thing. One time. I'm also joined by Robbie Payne. Robbie, say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. See, All right. Now it's my right. thing. Yeah, it's, totally. <laughs> it's your thing. <laughs> Sorry, we're nerdy. We can't help it. Uh, so, yeah, welcome back to another episode um, last week, if you listened in, we talked a lot about Google I.O. Um, basically, the entire episode was about Google I.O. There was a lot that happened there. There was a lot of Chrome OS mentions. Um, but there was a session that actually happened after we recorded our podcast. It was a fireside chat, I think is what they called it. So- yeah, there's uh, there were a handful of them uh, each time. And it, the idea behind fireside chats is they get somebody that, you know, has something to do with something. So that whatever you know chief so-and-so that they actually get to ask some some deeper questions to and they're just sitting there and they're just having a little little bit more casual oh yeah Yeah. they're super casual and and then kind of i don't know they don't really interact with the audience but it it lets them instead of standing up and giving a bullet pointed address they just get to talk and you get to hear them talk right and so and so one that that um that one of these fireside chats was with hiroshi lockheimer um svp of Chrome Everything. OS, <laughs> Android, Play, and Chrome, and and Chrome. So they list him. Yeah, they so, list him as Android, Chrome, Chrome OS, and Play. So yeah, and, like dudes got his yeah, hands in just lot. about everything. Yeah, and and this was just such a cool chat. If you all haven't seen it already, Robbie put out an article, and and we have that linked in there. Just go watch it. It's incredible. But there was, I mean, they spoke at length about Chromebooks and Chrome OS. Yeah, uh, you know, to be fair, Google I.O. is a conference that covers development on all Google's platforms and, you know, uh, their attention to Google Assistant of late obviously makes people want to talk about that. And Android is Android, you know, it's whatever it dominates what like 80% of the world's operating systems or, you know, whatever that number is. And so it would be fair to roll into something like that and sit down with Hiroshi and say, hey, let's talk all about Android and the Play Store and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, yeah, Chrome OS is still a thing. It is a thing. Okay, cool. And check out. 
but he was so bullish and uh, just in favor of Chrome OS d- throughout the entire thing and kind of even brought the conversation back to it multiple times and uh, admitted that, you know, he, he uses a Pixel Slate um, daily. That's his daily driver and that he's very clear and adamant that it's not that they just want to make Chrome OS a good thing or that it's going to be a usable thing, but you know, he really feels like it's the future of computing. Like the, the architecture that they built into Chrome OS was built on future forward technologies versus these, you know, antiquated ideas of how we interact with computing devices. And so uh, it was just cool to hear him say those things being a guy that's that high up, it would be easy for him to be really politically correct about everything. And, you know, but she said something about uh, Mac and Windows. She's like, you know, is that is that where Chrome OS is moving? You know, is it as far as a usability standpoint? He's like, no, we'll be better than them. Like, it's just like yeah. matter of fact, like he wasn't even thinking about it. And I mean, to me personally, like just to see that kind of like enthusiasm and support behind the platform that we clearly uh, are, are heavily invested in. Is not just comforting. It's just really exciting to know that Google's not. Google has a tendency to mess around with stuff a lot, right? And, and just tinker and play and throw things out and then retract them. And I mean, God, Gabe, how many services have we watched go to the Google graveyard? Rest in peace, spaces. Still missing aloe. <laughs> oh, so and aloe. Space, spaces God. and aloe. R. Spaces. R. I'm telling you what. Spaces was like a productivity monster for hey, us. I shout out to spaces. our Chromie crew. We watched our first IO as a group yeah. on spaces. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of people were sad that it went and, you know, and so it's just easy to sit and wonder. Sometimes we pour a lot of time and effort into Chrome OS and Chromebooks. And so it's easy to just sit and wonder, you know, laying in bed at night and everything's quiet and like, what is if? this still going to be here? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, a few months, like is, is Google just going to can it? And it just doesn't feel like right. that. Right. And, like, and what more Hiro- than ever. Yeah. And, and what Hiroshi said lent so much weight to just the theme of the whole conference this year. Um, they're, they're really pushing for developers to focus on developing apps and platforms that just work across all the operating systems. It wasn't so much that he said, oh, yeah, Chrome OS is the end all be all. Chrome OS is the, the home for where all of these things are going to live. And the users are just going to be able to open it up and run with it, whether it's an Android app, a PWA, a Linux app, uh, whatever the case is. So it, it's, it's like Robbie said, it's super encouraging. And there, there were just so many good quotes in this thing. Let me, can I share one yeah, real yeah, quick? Yeah, right? go so, for it. so there were, there were a couple and I, I shared one out on social, but, but here's another one. He said, we want pretty much everyone in the world to be able to work from a Chromebook as their primary computing device. Not just like this is a thing that you have and yeah, kids use it in classrooms and maybe you right. have one around the house, like your primary yep. computing device. Yeah. They're not playing around. No. They're not. And this and is this is the SVP of everything. Right. <laughs> Basically the the guy just under Sundar. Um, and so yeah, it, it it's super encouraging. And, and to Gabe's point, you know, they they were talking about all this kind of um, OS agnosticism. They didn't call it that, mm-hmm. but just this idea that and he even said he he quoted in that in that talk nobody cares about the os that they're running nobody actually cares about that like in general people don't really give a crap about oh my os does this and we've talked about this Mm -hmm. at length we've talked about it internally for a couple years now but i I think i wrote something a couple years ago and i remember people coming back in the comments earlier like that's not true and but it is true People don't care about operating systems. They care about applications and services. And so whatever delivers that the best way, that's the best thing. If I open up the Play Store and I download an app that I know I want to use and I'm familiar with, if it's a Flutter app or an Android app or an APK or an SDK or an EXE or whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't see that side of it. I click it and it works. Yep. That's all that matters. And and I think Google is the first one to get there. And and people, you know, have looked at the effort they've put into Android apps and now Linux coming along. And and they've looked at that and thought, you know, oh, they're not getting there. It's taking them a while. Well, yeah, it's taking them a while. They're they're containerizing a, a, an entire framework of another OS and putting it on bare metal in this machine. Like right. it's a difficult process. It's why Apple hasn't even dabbled into and it. And keeping it secure at the same time. Right. right. And so. it's why, why, why Windows has failed. Microsoft, I mean, it's one of the largest companies in the world, has, has stumbled and fallen all over some of these ideas of trying to merge desktop and, and mobile. And I'm not saying Chrome OS has it perfect yet, 
but I think they finally found a spot where Chrome OS becomes this hub for almost other operating systems, but that doesn't, that doesn't even matter. It right. really doesn't. Once they, we, we've seen stuff, it's been in the last couple months where they're going to have a unified uh, app service kind of thing on Chrome right. OS. So you can manage and uninstall things. Apps are apps. So whether it's a PWA or it's right. a Linux doesn't app matter. or it's Android, it's just an app. You got it from a thing, which tells me they're probably going to, and Hiroshi said something like this in the talk too, about just some unification ideas. He right. He wasn't hard on anything, but. No, and based on the, what they're doing with Crostini and the Linux pro- project, I would say we will get to the point that you open up your Chromebook, you click the launcher open and type in the app that you want. And it's there. It's going to show up. You're never even going to know right. where it's installing from. Yeah, it could it be from a Play Store matter. or whatever. It right. matters like, not right. at all. I've been no. saying this for two years. It doesn't it's matter. App, it's app delivery. General and, users yeah. don't care. Like right. if I can, let's take PUBG Mobile. If I want to play PUBG Mobile on my Chromebook, which PUBG Mobile developers, God, if anybody who knows a PUBG Mobile developer is listening to this podcast, will you please make PUBG Mobile work cro- properly on Chromebooks that have Intel chips in them? It's ridiculous. This is a whole other podcast. We're going to make a video or, on this, It's just this insane. Dude. Like, it's yeah. just ridiculous. And we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about something I'm working on. and, and you'll, you'll hear the ridiculousness here yeah. in a minute. Yeah, but... Yeah. So take PUBG Mobile. If if I pulled my Pixel Slate out and I open and say we get to the point where we can just you search for the app and I search PUBG Mobile in the in the app tray and boom there it is to install. I don't care if they wrapped it in a PWA. I don't care if it's somehow wrapped in a Linux container. I don't mm. care if it's an Android app. Mm-hmm. I, it does not matter if as long as when I click that PUBG Mobile installs and it runs and all the pieces work. Who cares? And so it gets back to this idea of just being agnostic about an OS. And while we love Chrome OS, it's more about what Chrome OS is about and trying to deliver versus like, oh, I love all the pieces of this operating system. Because in in this time we live in now, like operating systems are becoming less and less important. It's the apps and services that matter. Right. And and obviously, you know, Chrome is is heading in that direction and they they are they're uh, you know, with some of these unification things and doing some of those things. But then they're also working on things like Fuchsia, which, you know, we've written about so much. And, and this is something that was, gosh, this was, what, what, what was that about a year? Was that a year and a half ago whenever Fuchsia was first coming out and everyone was like, this is going to, they're going to get rid of Android and we're, they're going to. pushing almost two years. Two I, years? I vividly God. remember oh, being boy. in Chicago at a corner bakery. Um, when Gabe sent me a message like, what is this thing? And yeah. we started we started going back and forth about, and it wasn't the last trip I took last right. summer. So it was the summer before. So, so somewhere around summertime of 2017. So, so, so for those that don't know, what is Fuchsia? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think anyone uh, well, knows yeah, what Fuchsia I mean, is, yeah, actually. Essentially, what they, do we think Essentially, Fuchsia they've is? moved away from the Linux kernel that runs yeah, that's the important Android part. and Chrome OS and, and things of that nature. It is its own kernel that they have started building apps for so essentially it it has an operating system it can be an operating system but they're looking at different devices they can use it on uh hiroshi did say that it's its roadmap is more iot and future devices because i mean we're not we're not the at the end of what computing is i mean 15 years from now we'll have devices that we've never heard of so he made that point he's like it's Tech is more than laptops and phones, right? Right. Like we sometimes we get stuck in that. Like that's all tech is. What right. What's the next thing it's going to go? And it's got to replace Android. It's got to replace Chrome OS. And he, he was he, very he clear. No. no, that is not at all. Andromeda. Andromeda. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's remember that. And that's Andromeda. the thing. Future is a real thing, and they are they are actively working on it. We see commits of it in the Chromium repositories because that things cross over and they build apps and, but that also goes right hand in hand with what Google's doing. They're building with Flutter. They're doing, you know, mm-hmm. they can build apps with Flutter that will just work on anything. Right. And that they just want this this uh, crossover of where everything just works, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean Fuchsia is coming to take over. Right. And right. And, and the, the fear-mongering and all of that. And, and again, we run full circle of what we were just talking about. What does it matter? Right. If Chrome OS <laughs> exactly. it becomes Fuchsia, but it's still doing what Chrome OS does now, but it does it better. Who cares? Right. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. It, uh, Hiroshi said Fuchsia is an investment by us in sort of moder- modernizing and trying out new concepts around 
operating systems. And he goes on to say a couple other things, and he says, you know, it's not just phones and PCs. Um, but speaking of phones and PCs, uh, something that came out this week uh, was a foldable PC. Um, this is a very early concept by Lenovo. Uh, but <laughs> Yes, it looked like it had, like, gaffer tape it, on the this, <laughs> this is like This is, like, stage one testing. Oh, my gosh. This but, is, like, pre-alpha. Right. But in, in that talk, Hiroshi said that he uses the Slate yep. and the Galaxy Fold. Right. Right. So, so could Fuchsia, you know, could they be testing out this, this thing where it's maybe Chrome OS, Android, whatever on a foldable and obviously Android's going into foldable, but you know, um, I, I, I thought that was, re- I just thought that was really interesting him kind of, t- he, he, he didn't really talk about foldables a whole right. lot, but yeah, he just, he him did, mentioning that. He made an important point and it's funny that like with foldables being Android only at this point, you know, the, the point he made about foldables was that it, it gives developers another reason to develop for a large screen like Chrome OS right. is what he right, brought it right, right back right, to. Right. It's like, so again, we're just we're kind of keep, we keep circling the same thing. This idea that an app should be flexible and uh, should work on multiple sizes and multiple devices. And right. this is kind of what Google's trying to be after right now so that developers don't write themselves into a pigeonhole and my my app works only on a phone in this orientation around five to six inch screen like that is not the target audience anymore and that's just not how it works anymore and you know hopefully developers are hearing this and they're realizing that as google put out these numbers and i think we talked about this last week these numbers that google put out like the growth Whereas laptop growth is stagnant, mm-hmm. Chromebook growth grew four percent year over year in the fourth quarter. And when you when you're talking millions of units, four percent's a huge number. So one in five, a little bit more than one in five devices, laptops that shipped in the U.S. last year were, were Chromebooks. I mean, it's huge. That's a lot. <laughs> so it's like, hey, developers, you know, like think about these screens, think about these users, think about these audiences that you're missing. You're right. completely missing. You're just missing millions of users by not thinking about these things. And so that that's kind of where all of it keeps coming back to. It's just this universal idea of, you know, build and flutter, then deploy it on, you know, desktop and PWA and Android and iOS. And right. Whatever. Because, it, it because as, yeah, as the lines blur between the hardware levels, between phone and tablet, between phone and laptop, the software lines have to blur too. And that's what Google is pushing with Chrome OS. Yep. So your, yeah. your foldable phone might be running Android, but your foldable tablet or foldable laptop might be running Chrome OS, but your apps are all the same, right? They're the same, same apps. They're sharing the same data. They're, they're synced across the same stuff. If they can make a really nice tablet, that'll fold twice. It can be your phone right. and your tablet. There you go. Um, that's what we need. Yeah. Four folds. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like four inches thick. It'd be like George's wallet from Seinfeld. <laughs> Yeah, I think we. I can't. Was that the last podcast of the podcast before when we were talking about foldables and just you know give me give me the phone laptop and then it folds all the way out to a monitor. Let's go yes. ahead and make it a TV too. Well, you know, you know folds but, up into hey, a forty. Bringing that up, we talked about that whole like oh if a laptop did this and you unfolded into a monitor, that's exactly what Boom. the Lenovo is. Yep, Boom. that's exactly, exactly what I was saying. We called it. Yeah, I'm like, like when I saw it, I was like, you've got to be kidding yeah. me. Like I thought I had some original idea. It no. wasn't clearly wasn't. They original could rebirth Peabody, but instead of the yeah. haptic keyboard, exactly. it's a display Boom. keyboard. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And, I, and I think like that concept eventually will work its way down to Chromebooks for sure. There's no reason why it wouldn't. And so like that, that becomes super intriguing to have a device like that, that instead of running Windows is running Chrome OS and has... You can do side by side. Right. Put your app side by side. Oh, you know, and, yeah. oh man! I just side note: yeah. if you don't know what Peabody is, we're not going to tell you. You have to go to our website and you'll search find for out it. what is Peabody. what was. <laughs> you'll be mad when you find out it never happened. What was Peabody? Rest in peace, Peabody. You were going to be yeah. awesome, buddy. So we we I feel like we have to switch gears. This is a really fun time of the year for us. Google I/O is just fun. We get to nerd out and you know the the the, the talk that Hiroshi did and some of these other talks. You know, you get to get to think about the future a little bit and that's it's just really right, fun and, right. and we could sit and talk about this for probably a couple more podcasts but i think oh, yeah. we should i think we should move we on we should probably talk about other things we also. should we should talk about other things going on in the world of chrome and chrome os uh, one of which uh is an intel vulnerability gabe I keep calling it zombie lord because I think it sounds cooler. <laughs> what, 
we'll just go with that. It's fine. Z- zombie load. Zombie Close load enough. If you search, attack. Yeah. If you search zombie lord attack <laughs> intel, you'll probably find it. Yeah, I guarantee it. You might find it. Google will be like, did you mean know. zombie load? And you're like, yeah, that's what I yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. Close enough. Joe, Joe at Chrome Unbox called it zombie lord. <laughs> zombie lord. <laughs> It's like a, a, a cross between what it actually is and Star Lord from yeah. uh, yes. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 But so yeah, it's uh you know, we had gosh, it's been two years ago, year and a half ago, Spectre and Meltdown, uh, which they were bad, yes, there was a lot of risk there, but they, they kinda turned out not being as bad as they expected because they were able to patch it and that's what that's what they do when there's an issue. But this uh Without getting into the nerdy details, it allows the attacker to access your personal information whenever your machine is spinning up a, a website. So cookies, user data, passwords, things of that nature. Uh, it does this by leveraging hyperthreading technology that it's on Intel chips. If you don't know what that is, hyperthreading essentially splits a core into two virtual cores. So if you have a four-core device, it can run eight virtual cores it just it can make it more efficient in some instances uh, google went ahead and pro uh, just proactive about the thing and they shut down hyper threading on chrome os which hyper threading on chrome os is relatively new anyway and i really yeah. don't know that it was leveraging it that much i mean you know we're not using these machines for crazy crazy stuff yet but well and and just so everybody knows like this only affects high-end core i because like if you get down to the celerons and all that kind of stuff none of those have yeah hyper hyper threadings but they they have said it's as far back as 2011 so that's broadwell that's that's all chromebooks yeah i mean yeah it's all chromebooks (laughs) yeah yeah it's actually pretty much so but anyways chrome os 74 they've shut down hyper threading there is a way to turn it back on if you absolutely have to if you're an administrator on a managed device there's a setups for that as well but this affects any platform if you have intel uh intel processors uh apple uh, windows linux red hat ubuntu all that if you head to our site and check out the article there are links to the mitigation steps for each of those platforms because shutting down hyper threading is your guaranteed don't have to worry about it. Uh, and there's links to the uh, the white paper that shows all the information on it and everything. So kind of cool that they got it out there that quickly. And every all, all the platforms are taking steps to 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 mitigate this. But it's it's scary stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it seems like the same way that they handled Melt. Well, I don't know. Meltdown got out. It felt like a little sooner. Like they knew about this already. Yeah, Meltdown so. was a little different because uh, I think the patches were coming directly from Intel. These seem to be more of a an OS OS based mitigation. Right. So, yeah, okay. um, so yeah, when you got seventy four on your Chromebook, it already had this fix yeah. built in it. They knew about this already. It just went just, public. Yeah, and, and there they last said last that seventy five will actually have some more updates for it. So I think eventually hyper threading will be re enabled and they'll have mitigation they'll, they'll in place it, yeah. to fix the right. the patch it right yeah you know what else would fix it if we can just see some snapdragon 845 chromebooks That'd and fix it right um, <laughs> lots more high level amd because oh guess what amd once again isn't affected by this thing so i don't know about everybody else i'm getting a little sick and tired of all the intel, intel garbage stuff, yeah. that comes along with it the fact that they can't figure out how to get past a 10 nanometer process when everybody else is on seven you know right. like i'm just like I'm just over it. I'm I'm over Intel, and I'm not one of these tinfoil hat people that you know thinks mm-hmm. that Intel's like a terrible company, and they might be. I don't know. I haven't done enough research. I'm just sick and tired of these vulnerabilities, and maybe it's just because Intel is in the uh, the massive percent. They, they so it's right, so many, right. It's so many devices. Right. It's yeah. the Windows effect. Percentages. Right. Yeah. So people hack Windows more than Mac because there's more. There's more to be had from it. So right. if you're gonna spend time doing it. Go after the big, which is one more ones. reason why we don't want Windows on our Chromebooks. Correct. Just saying. Huh. So, so, for those of you who have asked, because before I/O started and and before that, everyone's been saying campfire, campfire, campfire. And we had a lot of questions about yeah. about that at I/O. Everyone was like, we "Wait, where's campfire? Zero mentions. Zero mentions of anything. Yeah. Because, so, so last yeah. last week's podcast, yeah. we said Gabe had some info. So yeah. fill us, fill so, us in, Gabe. Uh, uh, Dennis Lockhart, our friend down in Georgia, sent me a commit where they were deprecating code for Campfire, and then uh, Kevin Tofel of about Chromebooks beat me to the punch because I was playing Minecraft and didn't finish <laughs> it. That's another article you can check out tomorrow. Uh, anyways, they have deprecated the Campfire code. For those of you that don't know, Campfire was the project to dual boot windows on chrome os uh it was been referred to as alt os alt firmware or whatever and 
a lot of people were expecting them to mention this at IO. They really felt like this was something Google was really chasing after, but they haven't done a lot with it in the last four months. And I've always had the feeling that this was just some kind of project that somebody was doing, or maybe they were just trying for whatever reason. Uh, but they have, they've deprecated the code now. And then there was a new, new update this morning where they actually deprecated the command from the cross shell. So even if you are a developer and you were tinkering with it and you know about it, it's going away. So unfortunate maybe, but there, there might be other things that, you know, who knows? There are other ways and there are other possibilities that could be coming down the road. Um, yeah, we're having some discussions with, uh, some people that, Um, I don't know that we're at liberty to talk about yet. Yeah, so, so maybe stay, within the next week. Stay tuned. Uh, maybe at the yeah. next. Maybe in the next podcast. Probably in the next podcast. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have something to write about or talk about uh, next week on that front. Uh, other than that, I can't really. I don't. I, I can't really say anything else about yeah. it. But there, there are other options, and you know, with Linux now, right? Um, almost fully up and running. I, we should be seeing GPU support. Um, we're seeing it in Crostini now, or Crostini, geez. Canary. We're seeing it in Canary, too many C's. Too many, too many um, C things. We're seeing it Chromebooks, in Chromebooks, Canary, Crostini, yeah. Chromium. It's in Canary, um, so it's just a matter of time before it trickles down. So we're seeing GPU support. We've got audio. We don't have mic support just yet, but it's all coming together, I don't think. Or is there mic support? You know, now? I'm not sure. Um, so I, it's, it's all coming together within the next few months. We're probably going to be in a situation where I think the whole Linux thing took everyone by surprise. Yeah. Right, Google yeah, included. Right, I think right. they were like, oh, you know, we can do this for developers. And people were just so like, wow, this is amazing that we can do this. And it's just caught so much steam. I mean, it, it got more mentioned and, and was talked about more at IO than I expected it to be. And, and they're developing on it quicker than I thought. So, I mean, I think the whole effort's not even a year old yet at yeah, this point. It's, so, it's I mean, insane. they've come a long way from nothing to it being a pretty decent user experience. So like they've got all that stuff in their, in their bag. Like I just don't know that losing out on being able to dual boot windows, like dual booting is such a clunky thing to have to do. Like if you're in the middle of doing something, you know, whatever productivity task and you're like, Oh, I need that one thing on windows. Let me shut down and reboot into windows, which is going to take, you know, a minute or two. And then when I get done with that task and save that file, let me shut down and reboot. Like that's just right. Clunky. It's exactly what we've been talking about. It's about user experience and it's about the agnosticism and that that's not something the general user wants to do. I mean, no. it's not something I want to do, you know? No. And yeah. in general, like if you have to have a windows, a couple windows apps to like to do your job or whatever, like that's, that's still that whole point of like apps or apps. You can still have Chrome on there. You can still take advantage of all kinds of cool things that Google's doing on a windows device. It's right. not like windows is hot garbage. Like everyone hates windows. Like there are good windows machines and it can be a decent experience. Same thing with Mac. Like if right. it, if you use final cut like Joe does, yep. you know, and there are other video editors that are just like, man, this is the best video editing software you can get. And I don't want to leave it. You know, that good for them for right. making right. software that, that ties you into their ecosystem. And you don't have to, use a Chromebook. Right. They just want the majority of people to be able to use a Chromebook. And right. and I don't think Google's ever going to come off that and be like, oh, well, we got to we got to make sure we do everything. Like, we got to be able to run Final Cut Pro. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Well, we've, wanted Google. Yeah, like, we've wanted Google for a long time to snatch up one of these really cool video editors and do something with it. But to what end, really? Right. I mean, right. And, and, you know, we're just, we're all sitting patiently and waiting for a, a Adobe Rush to right. show up on Android and work its way out. So whenever that shows up, hopefully that'll probably assuage most people's needs for a video editor yeah, um, yeah for, i mean for for 80 percent, yeah especially for 90%. a lot of the basic stuff you know being able to just put together a quick little social video or yep. a family video or or whatever you might be working on i mean heck, i think even, you, a lot of youtubers will be able to use even it yeah i was oh, i was yeah, i was very to say i mean for, for some of these um simpler edits that i do um rush might might be a, a solution so yeah, so hopefully yeah, we're, it's, hopefully we're excited, it hits android soon and works out on chromebook soon because yeah that's that's going to be a nice piece to add to the puzzle for Chromebooks because you know people want to be able to edit videos yeah. and they're not trying to edit feature films. Right. They just want a nice video editor and they're just like KineMaster is good. Right. Um, it's just not great yet. It still very much feels like a phone app stuck on the Chromebook and so hopefully mm, yeah maybe they'll maybe maybe yeah. Rush will fix that. Rush yeah, could but, fix it. But like what 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 you're saying about just other operating systems out there and everything like for me you know I've 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 told everyone I I use the 15 inch MacBook Pro to do all of my video editing. Um, 
some of the photo editing I, I do on there um, with uh, Lightroom uh, on the slate and on um, you know Chrome OS, I'm able to do some of the photo editing on there. Um, but my Mac is fully Googleified. <laughs> I don't, right, did I right. just make up a word? I don't know. My, I, I have I have googly. I have every googly thing on my Mac. So right. so for me, I can hop on my Mac add something to my calendar and I know within like the the Apple calendar you can add all your Google accounts and everything but I literally just have all Google right. Google calendar calendar.google.com keep. yeah I, I've got all and, and it just works right and so kudos to Google for making all of their stuff you know accessible right. in that right. way and and I can get it all on my Mac and everything runs runs fine yeah and that's the, that's just the difference in ethos yeah everything we've been talking about is Google Google's always been a very horizontal company. I mean, they they work across things and work with other people and all that kind right. of stuff. And Apple's always been super vertical. Uh, but you're seeing them come off some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a little bit cool. by little bit. You know, the wall garden is starting to come down. Microsoft has has really started going horizontal. I mean, they're they're really you know allowing and leveraging software across stuff, and they're finally starting to get it. That I think on a on a deeper level again that. People are not loyal to an operating system anymore. Exactly. It's just yeah. not a thing. Like it doesn't matter if the app can get delivered and they can use it. They don't care. Like they, they just want the service. They need the thing to work to do the job they need it to do. Right. Right. So uh, switching gears here, guys, uh, let's talk about some Chrome OS tablets, some Chromebook tablets. Chromelet. 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 Yeah. Oh, man. Somebody, we're making, somebody we're, coined that. Chromelet. It's, it's on the dev page where they list yeah, all yeah. the devices. Really? It's, it's called a Chromelet. So that Mike Freisinger. We'll shout out yes. to Mike yeah. Freisinger. So, so I like that. I mean, it sounds terrible. It sounds like an omelet <laughs> to me. But. Yeah. I, I think Chrome tablet is probably Chrome the, right, tablet. the right way. Chrome OS tablet. Chrome, I still, it's not, I, it's not a Chromebook it, tablet. I still write Chromebook tablet. Or I but write it, but Chrome is tablets. It, but is it a Chromebook? Well, the Acer Tab 10 is called Acer Chromebook Tab, Tab 10. 10. That's right. Uh, interesting. It, with a keyboard, it is a fully yeah. functional yeah, Chromebook. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, Anywho, yeah. we, <laughs> naming, naming aside yeah. uh, a couple it, that, new tablets that you're tracking yeah. uh, that, that, the cool, that should be coming yeah the cool part about them is they hit geekbench uh, uh they're both under the same board name just two different sizes so flat, flat jack, jack right, yeah. is yeah. the name um but there are four entries in geekbench just from a couple days ago and they have the mediatek 8183 processor in it which is a step up from the one that's in current chromebook so if you have a mediatek powered chromebook right now uh, Lenovo has a few, mm-hmm. the uh, Point Two Chromebook, um, the Acer, the Ace, no, yes, the Acer uh, R13. Oh yeah, the right. original, yeah, uh, yeah the, the Acer R13. So one of the first like uh, Chromebooks that had Android apps on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that was a MediaTek. So that processor was kind of in the rock chip vein of processors, mm-hmm. like the the original Samsung Chromebook Plus, a little bit sluggish. Uh, not the greatest thing in the world. So this 8183, we've not seen it. I've not used a, a device with it in it. However, uh, if you look at benchmarks, you look at Geekbench and all that kind of stuff, if you look at other devices that have this chip in it, because they're still testing Flapjack, so I don't want to go off those numbers. They were a little bit lower than what you see on some other devices. Um, you know, It's scoring right on par with what's in the Pixel 3a, so the new Pixel phone from Google, which I've been using and runs smooth as butter. Uh, I've had no issues performance-wise. Not literally, not one, no, not one problem. Um, and it's it's just a step under the Pixel Two. Um, so the Pixel Two XL, which is the Snapdragon Eight Thirty Five. So I mean, we're talking those kind of benchmark scores, specifically with uh, multi-core scores, which is important because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. most of the processing is going to be yeah. utilizing multi-core. Um, and so we're talking an eight inch and a 10 inch tablet with that, that I think, what are the other features we've seen on them? So full HD screens, pen support, uh, pen support. Um, actually, I don't think we've ever wrote that, but yeah, there so you go. You, you heard it first. It's like podcast. That. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. Oh yeah. But so, <laughs> Just you'll, Just yeah, you'll, you'll see it. probably the article this week. I've got it kind of in the queue of stuff to write. Uh, it's just one of those ones that kind of showed up and we we're like oh yeah that's a cool thing i'm sorry and, I, I don't read chrome <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> um but they're, they're gonna have wireless charging mm-hmm. uh, so that'll oh, be a yeah, first for yeah. chromebooks so yeah. that's that's kind of cool so you'll be able to just drop the tablet on a little a little charging pad like, that'll be just, kind of that'll just be fun just to, take to have my money just take my money now uh and hopefully it looks like four gigs of ram from the geekbench uh results and you know decent performance this will be the best arm 
Chrome OS device. Right. And if until Snap, then hopefully right. they're going to get them in before those Snapdragons show up. That's the thing. Up. If Snapdragon's going to be another six months, then then MediaTek and the whoever's making these stands to grab a, a fair share of the market because this oh, is, absolutely it's going to be behind the Snapdragon clearly, but it's going to be leaps and bounds beyond the the Rock Chip right. and the uh, original MediaTek. And going back to the Intel junk that you know we just every couple of years we keep dealing with these you know issues and 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 hacks and all that stuff with intel chips when's the last time you heard one of these for an arm chip right oh that's right and you didn't right. um just because of the architecture and the way they're built and i'm not exactly. like an arm fanboy but man for chrome os it we've talked about it Gosh, arm it just makes a lot of its sense. battery consumption is so good and in the tablet form factor you're leveraging yeah. android apps right. arm, arm oh just, yeah you know, Intel's going to get there, but ARM has the advantage. Because we even mess with the point two, like we we took it and put some Android apps on right. it, and it's it's a slow processor and when it, you're running Chrome OS. But on the Android and it apps, was perfect. It was just yeah. fine. Like I was running Modern Combat and Altos yeah. Odyssey, and yep. like it was burning them up. So this this yeah. new MediaTek processor, I think, is going to be fun to play with, especially in these form factors. I think yeah. it's going to be they're going to be cool tablets. Here's what I want to see. So the the smaller one is. T- ten eight inches. inches. Eight inches. Yeah, right. That's so what I'm excited eight and about. Ten inch. Yep. Okay. So here's what I want to see. I want to see the eight inch, and I know you're going to do this, Robbie. I know you're going to do it. Whatever you're, it is, you're, I'm calling you're, you. <laughs> you're going to get this thing in, and with Google Voice and all these, oh, 100%. whatever. How oh, yeah. you're going to rig it up? You're going to rig that thing up as we'll your, do as your phone because yeah. Robbie needs another phone. Right. I did it. I did it with the slate. <laughs> uh, I just didn't want to carry it around as much. I didn't want to. <laughs> Nix my phone and carry the slate with me everywhere. Like I imagine myself I going to dinner I and holding the slate. Like, well, let's eat. I'm gonna just hold this like a baby. I want to see you. I want to see you take a phone call on that in on the, the middle game. in the middle of dinner. And you could do it with the slate because it's got the front facing speaker. Right. So, I, like, I held it up. I did. I did some yeah. phone calls. Seriously, though, an eight inch Google tablet voice and that Google hand, voice on that, the web yeah, does that runs uh, well. VOIP. and a good set of uh, Bluetooth 5.0 earbuds. Yep, Dunzo. You're good. Yeah. So yes, I absolutely yep. with the eight inch one, I absolutely will do that. Yeah. So we'll make a video on that. Add That'll it to fun. the collection. Yeah, that's right. Because we might be going to get more new phones tomorrow. So if yeah. you guys want to join stay us, stay tuned for on that. stay tuned on social. Um, well, I guess when this comes out, it'll be today. So yeah. actually, Friday yeah. The, so yeah, when this is Friday actually, the seventeenth, we, we went and got new you, phones this morning. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Wait, yeah. We're in the future now. Can you edit that? Yeah. In yes, I'll, I'll edit this in, and it will make perfect sense. Uh, yeah, stay tuned on social. We're gonna go pick up the OnePlus oh, Seven Pro. Why did I forget his name? Seven I was Pro. gonna say Pro, but it's the Seven Pro. Uh, so interesting looking phone, man. Just because. Holy moly! Yeah. Interesting. I mean, like, all the bells, all, all the whistles, all screen, all the boxes, pop up, pop up selfie cam. Gosh, and looks the, like and, it's and got a what, what decent looks like, DXO Mark, one of the best cameras. Yeah, um, and, and reviewers have been all over the board with it, so it, it makes me think that their software is just probably decent. Well, that the Mar- lenses Marquez, and everything. Marquez, Marquez said the Google mod. Like, yeah, the Google. Marquez was kind of like, eh, and then uh, Dieter over at the Verge was. Uh, he said uh, his quote was don't let the ca- the camera is not a reason not to buy this phone this mm-hmm. year so it's like it's good enough for most right. people uh, it's not going to be pixel level and honestly pixels are good because of software exactly yeah. it's not the lenses and so OnePlus seems to have put the all the hardware together correctly and they'll keep getting the camera better but no one is going to beat google at that image processing it just no. so good. It's, yeah. so, it's too much machine learning it's too right. much data that they own Right. It, it, no one else is going to come close. And so, but every year someone's made a Google camera mod. Did the, did you ever use the one on yeah, 16? It wouldn't work. It, I think it got pulled or something. I no, tried no. it on the, no. on my 16 and it, it would never work. Any, anywho, anywho, yeah. stay tuned on social. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go pick that thing up and we'll do, we'll, we'll maybe do a little, uh, quick review on Instagram or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah play just, some, uh, play some PUBG. On yeah, exactly. Cause stay it's tuned. got that 90 Hertz screen. Mm. 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 It's going to be good. Uh, anywho, speaking of other new devices, maybe a Pixelbook Two. Yeah, this man, this it. is like this is. I love. Loaded. I lo- I love it. I love it. That's um, a loaded statement right there. But Pixelbook yeah. Two, it's coming. Caveats, maybe. caveats apply Asterisk. all over the place. Grains of salt and all that kind of stuff. It a Pixelbook, or multiple Pixelbook Two uh, entries showed up in Geekbench uh, with multiple different processors, but they're all eighth gen processors. So, right. uh, but they're. Their U series, and so real right, so quick. this yeah this is kind of kind of off off of where we've been tracking this. I mean, we've been talking about a Pixelbook two for over a year now, and so, so for those that don't know, yeah. a U series processor means that it's 
gonna have fans. It's gonna have a fan. It has to, yeah. has yeah. to have yeah. fans. There's not, one not oddball U series I three that does not, but the ones that were showing up on these Geekbench results were the exact same processors that are in the Spin thirteen, the Chromeboxes, yeah, so all the, the HP. They are fanned, which means if there is a Pixelbook two, and if this is it. It's not going to look like the Pixelbook yeah, 1. Different chassis. No way. Yeah, it's not going to no fit way. in there. Yeah, no. you can't put that processor in the current Pixelbook chassis. So, Which is so weird. That's right? a head-scratcher to me. Um, but realize, too, I also found two other entries just from a few days ago of a Pixelbook with the Celeron N3350, which is last year's Apollo-like processor, and then one with the 4215Y, which is last year's Pentium processor. Hmm. So Yeah, so take take Geekbench results yeah. with the big old grain of salt. I, I don't know but, how they spoof them, or it could just be developers working on boards, and they're messing, they're pulling chips in and out. I, I don't but know. But on the positive side, though, or on the, on the other side of that argument, uh, when Google announced Android Studio for Chromebooks at I.O., they clearly listed the devices that that they recommend. Now it doesn't mean it won't run on other devices. Uh, it'll run perfectly fine on a slate, the core M threes, M fives, but the devices they have listed are all U series. So yep. if they really truly are pushing Crostini and pushing Android developers and all of that to Chromebooks, it would make sense for Google yeah, to have Google a needs to make one. powerful Chromebook. Yep. And, and I get that. I completely get that. And I'm fine with it. Like, the fans don't bother me on Chromebooks at right. all. It just is not a thing that... And that if you're using GPU, me. really leveraging the GPU, you know you're going to be using a fan. So. Well, and, and the other fun part is one of those processors listed was a G, oh, yeah. G series, which is the one that has that uh, AMD... Hybrid GPU. GPU yeah. built onto the chip. So, I mean, if that's a real thing, like, if you could get... Google made because here's the thing don't don't think just because there's a fan on it now it's going to be some clunky big ugly thing it's still going to be Google's making it so right. it's going to look good it's going to function well like there's a lot of devices out there that have fans yeah the great. HP is uh, yeah. X360 so, the Acer they're, they're yeah, not don't, don't crazy. get hung up on all that kind of stuff it's still going to look sleek and it's going to look modern and look awesome and imagine and it'll be more powerful yeah imagine yeah. that with a Core i5 <clears throat> and a discrete GPU yeah. so oh. when you launch those Linux games you're in straight beast mode then. Or or, or, or video editing. Yeah. I mean, well, anything. Gosh, anything. Low blades, stuff me, like that. Absolutely. Give me a device like that and, yeah. and, and rush. Man, yeah, I'll do some video editing on that. Right. So, so yeah, that's exciting if if any of that's true. Yeah, so, exactly. Again, this caveats, is all like, yeah. salt, all that stuff. This could all just be uh, just yeah. smoke. So, who it, knows? But it's, 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 it's fun to speculate yeah maybe right but we so. there, there have been there's been a lot of development going on with atlas continually but in the past couple of weeks there's a lot of stuff that appears like little tweaking and things stuff right. that looks like what they would do to a device right before they're getting ready to ship it so that's, that's the other thing that's a, a little bit of a head scratcher all of these show the motherboard name eve which is the pixelbook's motherboard right so not atlas uh which so is crabby like so why would right they why, why would they do that? We don't, don't know. know. Like, it's really confusing. So, but guys, you're supposed to have all yeah. the answers. This Tell me why. This one doesn't make a lot of sense. Because um, we were busy trying to figure out how to play games on our Chromebooks, okay? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Priorities. All right. Well, you know, yeah, we just got to, you got to wait and see. And, and maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll see the infamous now. Pixelbook 2 Jeez. eventually. Yeah. Is so, it Atlas? Is it not? Whichever. I wish, I hope if they're not the same thing, I wish they would just both show right, up just, so that we can, we can we be can, done with can, those, can, both of on. them, yeah. or if they are one. Yeah. That, yeah. Let's yeah. Get, if let's somebody get wants on. to send us let's an anonymous tip, we will we will gladly accept information if you know anything about yeah, this. Yeah. We'll keep okay. you a secret. <laughs> Swear. We don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. We got two other quick things I want to I want to talk about before we wrap up here, guys. Um, one of which is something I'm really excited about, um, and that is the Bridge C-Type keyboard, the first ever keyboard, Bluetooth keyboard, made specifically for Chrome OS. And our friends over at Bridge have made this just awesome-looking keyboard, uh, and it's 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 uh, well, we saw it back at, at CES and got yeah, to test it, January. but it but it is available now. Yeah, so it's shipping. Yeah, uh, it's all right. right. They they um, said. For, the seventeenth, but it was today, tomorrow, yeah. whatever. So but uh, so some of them have already started going out. So yeah, they are shipping. Yeah, we're waiting. We're gonna have some review units. We have some pre-production models that we've right. been testing, uh, and overall they've they've behaved really well. There's been a couple little quirks with them that have been ironed out with the production units, but just in general, like the feel of the keys, super premium, the look of it, man, yeah. it's just it's great. It's a it's a great little device. Uh, it's awesome to have. Uh, 
a, a keyboard made for Chromebooks. You know, it's it's not you're not grabbing a Windows device or you're not grabbing a, yeah. uh, an Apple keyboard. And, and like and you've, to make, you've used the Logitech. Works. There's a couple different Logitechs you've used over the yeah, years. Yeah, and I've and gotten used to just overlooking the Windows exactly. keys. Yeah, you just kind of you kind of like get whatever. yeah, just because yeah. Logitech just works so well and you're right. using the unified receiver. But also the only non Google keyboard that has an assistant button on it. Right, oh. it has the assistant button and it. Everything works like it's supposed to with, and we've, we've talked at length about that in other videos, but like, you know, it passes everything, all the keystrokes, everything through straight to the OS. So there's no firmware on it really that, that controls anything and then sends a package to the OS. What? It's just, it goes straight through right to Chrome OS and Chrome OS deals with it. So it, it's, it's behaving as if it's the keyboard built, built right, right into Right, because they built this in the Chrome oh, repository. Yeah. They built it, it with, yeah. yeah, you can go in the repository and find all kinds of stuff about the bridge yeah, keyboard. Yeah, and this, and, and, and that's important too because as soon as, you know, uh, Chrome OS says, oh, this new keystroke does this thing, yeah. boom, yeah. works. It's, you know, right? well, you don't I have wait to, for my firmware update. Right, no, exactly. It just, no, it, just, it just works. So, exactly. uh, so excited about this pro product. Um, yeah, they, we're going to have some uh, for giveaways. Yeah, too, so, so stay tuned, folks. I want one. Yeah. Gabe, you get one. You, you get one. You can have one. You get one already, but... Okay, so so the, but they're going to have a... Um, touchpad? Is, is that what they're going to have? What is, yeah, what is so it called? We're, the uh, touchpad? More exciting. Trackpad? Mm -hmm. What was the name that they came up with that? It is the C-Type and the C-Touch. C-Touch. Yeah. C-Touch, okay. okay. It yeah. was originally G-Type, the keyboard. And then, so yeah, eventually you'll be that. able to have a pair yes. and then, a la the and let's, Can I just say they, they are gorgeous. Oh, gosh. They're yeah. that dark blue, like the slate. Good. They feel premium. Look great on a desk. They yeah. are nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah We're looking it. forward to it. We haven't felt the haptics because we messed with the mouse, uh, the trackpad in Vegas, but it didn't have the haptics turned on just right. yet. And it, it was super early days for yeah. it. Like they just come back from china with that thing right um and so that hopefully once it gets all worked out i mean we're talking about haptics kind of like a magic trackpad it's going to feel like you're clicking in exactly. all that kind of stuff all your multi-finger gestures so right dropping that out and just popping your slate up or whatever well, you know these one new, of these new tablets exactly. up and yep. just pairing them up and going at it like that or or or, or not with the tablet or with, with a, a, if you're a chrome box or with the chrome or like or like me i like to yeah, do a monitor a setup i put put my laptop up on a stand with the monitor yep. and boom in front of me i have my and, and it's just going to look so nice to have this matching set, you know, because oh, yeah. like for you, 100%. you've, you've used the, was it, it MX master? One of the, yeah, it's one of the MX ones. So, that, so Logitech kind of has a group that, uh, uh, that keyboard and I'm letting somebody borrow it right, right. now. And so, but so it's it like kind of looked okay, mismatch, but, but they're not, you know, they yeah. don't, they don't look like that, that, that just, you know, really nice looking pair, oh, yeah. uh, that, that you're going to get with the bridge. So really yeah. excited about these. We, we love that. We love the folks over at bridge. So kudos to them on putting out a great product. Uh, next thing. And lastly here, before we wrap up, let's talk about Sonos and, and Sonos speakers. And Gabe, oh, yeah. I know you put out an article, so we were talking about this a little bit. This is, this is kind of a big deal. Yeah, it was. Cause it, I mean, it's been, Oh gosh, a year and a half ago that they announced they were bringing the assistant to, uh, there it's the one and the beam series. And a lot of people have been asking what, what's going on with this. And then a CES, they made another mention of it, but no hard date. And now just out of the blue, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they, they did their quarterly report for their shareholders and they said, Hey, by the way, this is what we're doing this month. This is what's happening. And as of this week, you should have a firmware update for those devices. So now you have, I, I have to double check this, but I believe it's the first smart speaker that will house Alexa and the assistant side by side. Right. I don't think there's another one on the market uh, that may have changed, but I anyway, I feel like there was something there might be, but anyway, I can't remember what it this is. Been. Sonos. This isn't right. right. Yeah. So this is Some the equivalent of like Bose coming yeah. out and be like, Hey, so, by the way, yeah, we all went, our speakers have assistant on them now. Like it's a big, big deal. Yeah. We weren't, where were we at? New York. We, yeah. we went to a Sonos uh, store there. Yeah. It was when we were there for the, um, it wasn't the last it, trip. It was the trip before it was in October. Yeah. When we went to the Sonos. What was that? Oh, it was Google. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, so Google Store, they have the little rooms with the sound experience and everything. And I mean, they make phenomenal products. And this will make they, they're sleek that much too. better. Hook like, up through your home easily. Yes. Like, they're, they're just, they are made for general users and they sound great. Yep. Like, they, right. they, they fit in that Bose lane of just being so like, what, hey, this is easy to use. And oh, no, now assistance right. all over them. What's the price point on these compared to like a Bose or something uh, similar? Yeah, similar. Pretty, pretty so similar, you're, right? you're yeah. 290, 299 to yeah, $400 so I mean, range. To get a good, you know, 
I don't know, four or five inch by four or five inch by, you know, eight inch tall. That I think the Sonos one mm-hmm. is the name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. is the small one. I want to say it's two fifty or yeah, something, something like that. Like I don't know. We yeah. don't really know. I just know it's in, it is definitely in that same vein as his bows. Right. Like pre- Robbie will buy one next week. We'll let you know. Exactly. How much <laughs> we'll, fine. We'll, we'll test it. <laughs> I'm a bows guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie loves his bows. But yeah, I mean, I think this is so cool, um, you know. And I loved, man, like they're they're very sleek. They're sleek. they are, and yeah. I, Bose Bose makes nice looking products as well. But I think these Sonos, like the, they have the little white one. Yeah, oh, Sonos is, yeah, has definitely they just look great. They put their attention years ago on the connected home experience, and so they've they've thought as as their speakers come out, they've put thought into yeah. this is like, something you're going to put in yeah. your living room. What's this going to look right. like in the living room? Right, you right. Know? And so yeah, right. they've they've done their homework there, and I think yeah. You know, almost feels like google took some nods from them too like i know the original google home looks a little bit like an air freshener but in general just yeah. like the cloth and the the right. white and the, right. the home max definitely takes a nod from sonos it feels like it kind of looks like a sonos speaker and then even the home hub looks like something that kind of would come out of a yeah. sonos shop, yeah you know yeah. if like, you're if you're somewhere where there's a sonos store i highly recommend going there yeah. and checking it out oh, yeah. just for the experience it's yeah, really sound, cool their stuff right. sounds awesome and connects up so easily and it's they're, they're high quality stuff. Yeah, it's cool stuff. So as always, folks, you can find show notes for this entire episode over on chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast, or you can just click the podcast button up in the menu. Uh, but that's it for today, guys. We, we said we were going to do a shorter podcast, and we still talked for 50 minutes. So it's a lot to talk hope, about. <laughs> hope Gosh. you guys like it. Uh, hope you guys like it. Uh, let us know. You know, let us let us know um, on social and um, we're going to be putting out a voice message um, uh, feature that is built into Anchor. Um, so test that out. Send us some feedback yeah, there. Yeah, and, and that we just love to hear from. If you guys have questions, something that you you can't find on the site or on the YouTube right. channel that you want to know, just that's what we want to do. We, in this we do our best to field comments and emails, right. but they're they're in the thousands, and it's sometimes it's hard. They slip through. Yeah, send send us a message on this this new voice messaging with Anchor and. Let us know your questions. We'd love to talk about it. Yeah, Absolutely, definitely. guys. Yeah. And right. if we if we answer your question, we'll send you guys something from uh, uh, I don't know Joe's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that blanket. We're gonna there. we're gonna pick random things from around my house and send it There's to you. Pillow. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly from IKEA. So, <laughs> but all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, you can check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.